Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's episode 158 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. It's Kyle and Ben ready to get you over the hump, ready for the weekend. It's Friday. Let's have some fun. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one sports betting website in the country. This weekend, Final Four, National Championship. Get your account loaded Some stupid now. stupid tournament called Valero Texas Open that nobody cares about. The Valero, the <laughs> forgotten tournament. A lot of dudes that uh, – a lot of dudes trying their best, hoping they can yes. play their way into the Masters. Uh, but you, there's betting odds. There's betting yeah. odds on it. There, yeah. And there's some big names in this tournament. So uh, load, your account up, load your account up, sign up, use coupon code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, get a 50% bonus. Give them 100 bucks. They're going to give you 50 uh, back to play with. So then you got 150 bucks to go nuts with. You can even play in the uh, online casino. You know, that's You may awesome. catch Kozan hanging out in there. Yeah, you may catch Alex a, Kozan in there under yep. an alias. Under a certain yeah. name, like yeah. Calix Aozan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, check them out. Uh, like we said, BetOnline is actually where the game starts. It doesn't it start is. anywhere else but with nope. BetOnline. Okay. It's uh with the Valero Texas Open um is going on uh, to, uh I have only one thing to say about that. I want to go ahead I want you to go ahead and say it. Rory is playing in it. I find it interesting because he said he does not want to end mat, go being in match play because it's a different mindset before entering the Masters, so that is the only reason he's playing in it, which made it even more of a slight on the tournament because basically he said I'm playing in your tournament because you're a stroke play tournament and I need to get ready for the Masters. Yeah. Otherwise, I would not be playing in your tournament. There's some really good names in this tournament, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, Scott Stallings, he started off uh, first round four under t- uh, mm-hmm. top 10 so, so far. Um, I think Ricky Fowler's playing in it, trying He's to trying play to, his way in. To win it so he can um, get a shot next week. I saw Sahith Figala. I think uh, yeah. Ian Poulter's playing in it. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of guys um, that aren't basically aren't playing in the Masters right now that yeah. are – if you win this, obviously you're in. They're trying to obviously play their way into the Masters. That they're if they're not already qualified. Rory's probably the the biggest name exception to that. Um, yeah, and he's playing because of what? again he's playing to practice. That's the only reason he's playing. He shot even par today. Probably not. Doesn't really. You know, you wonder care. if he's if he's doing what Tiger used to do. Tiger used to do that with a Scottish Open, preparing for the Open Championship the following week. Yeah. And this was back early in his days. And he literally played every hole like it would be played at the Open Championship the following week. Yeah. So if number one was a dog leg left on number one at the Open Championship, regardless of what the hole set up at the Scottish Open, he played it as a dog leg left. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's like, what he said. The, just go to the driving range and like pretend. <laughs> like, what are we talking? That's I think the dumbest he just thing. Wanted- that was when he was younger. I think he did it because he said he wanted the competition. Tiger, that's dumb. I love you, but that was dumb. 
<laughs> Listen to me telling some uh, the yeah, fifteen yeah. He time. Didn't do, you know what? He didn't do anything right between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand one. Absolutely yeah. nothing. He was a bum. That's before he got good. <laughs> and his irons, his irons from that time period are for sale for like seventy bajillion dollars right now. <laughs> Listen yeah. to me, Kyle. That's so stupid. What That's were you so thinking? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a whole a, a dog leg right, a dog leg left because it's whatever. I'm not gonna. It doesn't matter out there because everything's flat, so you can play yeah, it however the hell you want. To play. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you got the Valero Texas Open. Maybe uh, there'll be some fireworks. I can't remember. Is this the one where? This is not the one. No, this is not. That was later in the year. That was another um, tournament where it we didn't really know. Uh, it was a two. It was sort of one of those weird tournaments, and they had the seven hole playoff or something like that. Um, I oh, think wow. that was with Kramer Hickok and Harris English, but that was another yeah. tournament. That was not this one. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> hopefully uh, somebody – I mean, not hopefully. Somebody will play their way into the Masters this weekend, so we'll be we'll be watching. But also, you know, we got basketball too. So uh, Eric Church said he's watching basketball this weekend. He I heard he called his off. concert. That's messed up. I'm sorry. Like, what if you bought scout tickets? I'd be pissed. You're screwed. No, I hadn't read the whole detail. I think he's still going to do the concert at a later date, so maybe you'll still be able to use those yeah. tickets that you bought. But still, like, what if you bought? I mean, if you bought aftermarket tickets, though, like, what if you bought what, not just aftermarket? What if you what if you paid for hotel rooms because people are traveling to that and and planes? Dude, it's, it's the non-refundable. Yes, the planes. The you like, can get the people, another flight though. I mean, you just have to use it in another flight, but. Yeah, but some of those hotels are like, nope, not moving it. I hate it for you. Yeah. Three-day minimum, too, on some of those. I would no, yell at them on Twitter really loud. They probably Speaking don't care. yelling, Lucas Glover is in the field. Speaking of yelling. <laughs> Speaking of yelling, Lucas Glover. You better get in the Masters. Oh, Dad my gosh. It. He's only two under, but he's still on the course. Come on, Bob. <laughs> That's amazing. We're, That's we're amazing. <laughs> That is hilarious. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, the reason we wanted, uh, one of the big things we want to talk about this weekend, uh, or get, to get you ready for the weekend and get you ready for next week is there's going to be a lot of people going to Augusta, a lot of people going for the first time. My brother's going for the first time. Uh, he'll oh. be there Thursday for the first time. Oh, I think nice I got a couple about you. Yeah, I know. Very nice. Um, doesn't <laughs> even care. I was like, did you tell him your, your brother had a golf podcast? And he's like, yeah, no, I didn't tell him. Peter, I think honestly, he's probably like in, in inwardly excited that he gets to do something that I don't get to do, and, yeah. and it makes him feel happy that I'm going to be sad. But no, I'm actually happy for him. I gave him a list of stuff to get me, so I'll be wearing it hopefully very soon after after he gets back. But there's things at Augusta you just can't do, okay? And no, Golf Digest put out an article. And it's uh, titled 15 People Who Wound Up in Augusta Nationals Penalty Box. And it's, I guess mm-hmm. it's some of the more, more famous stories of people that, that did things, got banned for life, got kicked off broadcast, got suspended for a year or stuff like that, and some of the famous stories. And I'm sure there's, there's tons more from, like, the average patron visiting that mm-hmm. did something they shouldn't have done uh and uh it just doesn't didn't make the article so if you if you know any of those um if you have know anybody that has a crazy uh slap on the wrist story or a got kicked out of augusta story 
let us know. Let us know. Hit us in the comments. Hit us in the uh, DMs, whatever, and uh, we'll we'd love to talk about it. But we're gonna... I saw guys escorted out when I went that were really? a little too a little too inebriated. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's pretty easy to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's lifetime ban. I think that's one of those where it's like, let's get this guy out of here before he makes an ass of himself and he gets yeah. a lifetime ban. So I think it was more of a protective thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's still an embarrassment when you because <clears throat> I had quite a few beers because they ain't but like a dollar three bucks, piece, three bucks, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I wore it out. Yeah. So I've heard of this one. I'm going to start off with this one. Uh, I heard, yep. I've heard of this one, but uh, I did not know how serious it actually got. And I think this was just a patron, um, a patron named uh, Clayton Baker. Uh, and what he did seems very innocent. He snuck kind of under the rope and stole a little bit of sand out of a jar uh, off of number 10 out of the bunker. Yep. You know, that's just like people go to the beach, they scoop up some sand, take it back, or like you go just something sentimental. You got a little Which also, couple. by the way, is technically illegal. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. I don't know why yes. that would be illegal, but whatever. Well, so you think, you know, they took the sand from him. They, uh, you know, they told him he couldn't come back, whatever. No, he was arrested. He had a lifetime ban and he was taken to court. Yes. Um, he said that, uh, he said, it says Baker, uh, slipped under the ropes on the 10th hole, scooped up some into a beer cup. Moments later, he was surrounded by security and put in handcuffs. Years later, he said the whole ordeal sent him into a depression and cost him $20,000 in legal fees, even though charges were eventually dropped. Dear gosh. Uh, Ben, that seems insanely extreme. That is. <laughs> that is super extreme i i kind of wonder how much of it was the sand and how much of it was him going on the ropes. going up under the ropes because we were scared to death you know we got that opportunity a volunteer said hey follow us down these couple holes and i was like man because they make it they tell you it's all over the tickets it's all over signs that do not go under the ropes or you will not you will be removed yeah um so i wonder how much of it was that and how much of it was the sand or just a combination of the both and I think they do a lot of these punishments, Kyle, just to make an example out of somebody. Oh, heck yeah. But heck yeah. 20 grand in legal and other fees, bro. A steep. That is to, to never be able to return. Hey, what did you get at the master's management? A thousand dollars in clothes. What about you? Twenty thousand dollars in legal, in legal fees. fees. Yeah. And I'm not going back ever. I wonder what the punishment is if you like run onto a NFL like a football game or like run onto the until ba- a baseball field or run onto a basketball court like what is the punishment is it something similar because that's the only thing i can think that that sort of makes it okay in my head if if they consider it the exact same like going under the ropes is the same thing as running on to the field of yeah. a football game i don't know it's pretty i crazy. also wonder how well it's enforced because i know when i went i didn't use it weren't my practice round tickets they were a buddy of mine they didn't ask me my name yeah. Like, can he go with a friend later on? I mean, I'm sure like the next year you can't because they're going to recognize him. But, you know, 10 years down the road when he's got a beer gut and he's lost a little bit of hair, can he get on back in there? Get his 20 well, grand's worth, you know? Well, in theory, you're not supposed – in theory, like, you win them. Like, the way you get tickets is win them in the lottery. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, your name and your registration. And, heck, you got, I think you got to put your social security number in that, in that, in that account. Yeah, but I'm talking like my roommate won – 
and he just took me. I didn't have to give my yeah, name. Yeah, I'm saying if a, I'm saying if a buddy of his wins ten I'm years down you, the road, they, can he go? How back? is it possible to enforce that? Yeah, I'm I mean, I've it. always said that about the other sports too. Like when they say, "Oh, they you're never coming back," and I'm like, "Well, they can't get season tickets ever because they got to give their name." But if their yeah. boss gives them free tickets to go, what the hell are you gonna do? They're yeah. not gonna recognize you three years down the road. Yeah. Um. For say sure. in that same vein. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but apparently there was uh, – he has not been back. There was a uh, a media member that ended up stealing some water. Yeah. Yep. And it proved that there is some blue food dye in there because he got it tested, by the way. Um, and But he has not – he will not be allowed to be back, number one. And number two, will not be allowed to be involved in the media lottery, uh, being able Ooh, to play. Play. That's that's something we got to figure out how we're media now. Like we got to figure out how we can get in that lottery. <laughs> I knew, I knew that's where you were going with that. We got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. And then I can go break ninety. Anyway, all right. Ticket scalpers. Uh, actually, this is crazy. I knew a guy who had. Uh, I'm gonna, obviously I can't mention his name, but he had a basically a business that he would buy tickets and resell them, and like the FBI ended up getting involved and like taking his taking his laptop uh he never got like had had legal issues but like they shut him down like this was something i, I think this is pretty recent where they I think like, now's a real- good time to to explain why nate's not here tonight uh yep. i'm just kidding no yeah exactly he's this is his side gig yeah no but yeah i think just re- uh recent ticket scalping has always been you know yeah i guess frowned upon but like they've really gotten serious um this these folks uh the um there's a guy named michael freeman and his parents diane and steven and mm-hmm. sister christine they pled guilty to fraudulently obtaining tickets and selling them and agreed to pay more than two hundred seventy five thousand dollars in community restitution and michael the uh the son spent 28 months in prison that's not dad by wow. prison either boys and girls that's legitimate georgia or no texas <laughs> i guess it's well i, I guess you where do you go to jail? I guess Georgia. You go, you to, go jail, to jail. You, well, yes, state crime. I guess so. I guess they go to jail. He'd go to jail in Georgia somewhere. Whew. I don't guess. I don't guess it's a federal crime. Unless, listen, we don't know what connections Augusta got. They may have been able to charge him on the federal level. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but again, make an example. They're going to make eight months. Hey, we so the person we had. We had four tickets. My roommate had four tickets. The yeah. fourth person legit got the flu the day before and could not go hmm. and this was see this sucks see you should have known me at this time because we could have i'm sure if i'd have called you like at four o'clock the next morning and said you got to make a decision right now the guy just backed out you want to go you'd probably go you'd probably oh, yeah. call in sick to work yeah, um I'm there. I'm we there. could not find anybody so we convinced it like we convinced my my buddy we were like listen i know you're not supposed to sell it but we need to just try to sell it and if you feel comfortable doing so, uh, he got a thousand dollars for that bad boy. I can and see that it was, easily. That was at a gas station right outside of Augusta. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've heard. I mean, I've also heard that like people, a lot of times, uh, people that don't they say if you just hang around the gate, mm-hmm. they say yes. if you just hang around the gate, people walking out like early, like leaving at like a three o'clock or two mm-hmm. o'clock or something like that. They'll just give you their pass or not give it. They'll sell you like 50 bucks, hundred bucks. Yeah. They'll say, yeah, you can go in for the last 
those handy. Oh, there are some that are, those, yeah. we saw people giving them out uh, because we we went and got our stuff because you can go in and out with your pass. Yeah, and uh, it's not like one of those things like it, that's amazing. You can do that at the Masters. You can't do that at a high school basketball game, but you can go in and out with your pass. And yep. um, and you would see people standing out there when we took our because we didn't want to wait in line at the end of the day, so we went ahead and took our stuff to the car like when we got close to where our gate was. And, um, and then when we came back, like there were people asking like, here, do you need this? And I was like, no. And I was like, what are they doing? And then one of the guys said, oh, well, people that have passes that are, that are not lottery people, people that come every year, they'll go like Tuesday and half a day Wednesday. And so like at lunch Wednesday, after they got all their, after they've entertained all their buddies and stuff, they'll just hand them out when they start to leave. Yeah. And you can like, if you'll hang around the gate, you can, cause there is no, it doesn't cost to park public parking uh you can go and just kind of tailgate in the parking lot if you want and see if anybody's got something yeah but yeah Yeah, big time trying to trying to gouge big time on tickets that's a big no-no and they'll find you they'll find you um real quick i want to touch on and it's only because you mentioned we're media and i will say hey before we do that i want to touch on this and that is touch on birdie golf designs yes our brand new club sponsor uh they're, they're a direct direct to consumer direct to consumer they cut out the the big box stores uh all the big marketing that you pay for with the, some of the big name brands you can get a quality forged iron uh at a fraction of the cost that you would pay for some of the bigger name brands and they look sweet. They feel sweet. There's nothing like hitting a a, a forged blade right in the screws. And these have those buttery feel. We already talked about uh, uh, Ben and I went and hit ours on the range. We're going to do a simulator comparison uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to record that uh, on Monday so you can see how they stack up to some of the, you know, some of the bigger brand uh, clubs and you can see how, how legit they actually are. The wedges are unbelievable too. They have a package right now. You can get a full set of irons and th- a three, uh, a full set of wedges uh, for 500 bucks. Go to the yep. website, birdie golf designs or birdie golf, I believe.com. Use with a two- Y birdie with yeah, a Y. That's, that's, that's the key. B Y R D use coupon code dad bod 22 and take 15% more off the savings that you're already going to get uh that's birdie golf designs uh i think uh i can't remember the slogan it's something like be unique in every swing or something like that but uh, so. they definitely are our, our 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 clubs are all very unique and we're uh, they kind of fit, all fit our personality creativity in every swing birdie golf mine designs. are mine are very blue they're very beautiful and they hit very well because i got the Unlike Kyle and Nate, who have done range sessions with theirs, I got to put mine in play in a scramble uh, that I've played. And the most perfect thing you could ever do. With yeah. <laughs> Start and loved on it. scramble. And loved it because I'm not saying in the – we didn't win the scramble, so I'm not, not giving anything away. I'm not saying that, you know, I hit more than one or two balls that I wasn't supposed to, but I got I got my practice in while I was out there on the yeah. course. Just say that. Love it. <laughs> Love it. All right, so moving on, um, I think yeah. this one is hilarious because I remember this one when it happened. Uh, Ricky Fowler. So this was back in uh-huh. the like hardcore long hair Puma days, cool guy, uh, super cool young guy. Uh, Ricky Fowler. Now he's pretty yes. buttoned up and very professional. But so he goes into a pre round. He goes into a pre round interview in 2011. He's got his hat backwards. Okay. Yes. 
And Ron Townsend, I never will forget this. Ron said, hey, could you turn your hat around? And he said, uh, no, because well, I, I wear it backwards like this so the, you can see my face better. And Ron says, um, could you please turn your hat around? Like, didn't even acknowledge what he just said. Could you please turn your hat around? And he goes, okay. okay. Yeah. And he turned his, turned his hat around. He didn't get in trouble, but it was just funny. I, it was just a funny moment where it was like, I'm not even going to acknowledge what you just said. Yes. Turn your hat around and then we'll move on. It was just, yes. that is a fun, that's the funniest thing. I, I don't, I'm sure that's, that was embarrassing, but it never now here's, happened. Here's my question about that. Cause I remember that too. Here's my question about it. What happens if Ricky rebuts him a second time? Does he do well, the whole, does he do the whole get out? Like right well, in front of everybody. Oh, I would assume. I would assume he kicks him out of the out of the wow. building for sure. Maybe yeah. not out of the tournament, but definitely yeah, he wouldn't kick him out of the tournament. But I mean that that goes. That's his media session for the day. Yep. Yep. And lesson learned to the young buck uh, at the time. So it's yep. it's crazy the different rules. I you know I vaguely remember. Uh, Jack, I remember Jack Whitaker used to do the features, um, mm-hmm. but when he called the gallery on eighteen a mob, he no longer covers the Masters for CBS. Oh yeah. That's and on then, the list. And then Gary McCord. Um, that, this is the best one. We all love Gary. Like, he's one of the best, like, names. Yes. He, he's very witty, uh, very entertaining. He had, and look, he's owned this, too. Like, he's been on Faraday. When people interview him, he's like, yep, I said it. And the rules are the rules. I didn't think I was breaking the rules, but that's what you get. You need to stay buttoned up, and you need to do what you're supposed to do at all times. And don't try to be funny, guy. Just do the coverage. Exactly. And so he said bikini wax during television coverage. To talk about how slick the greens were. He's like slicker than a bikini. I thought he said Brazilian bikini wax or something. Yeah. So and they uh they said, Well, it's been fun, Gare. Been fun, Gare. We'll see you never. We'll see you back never. That they controlled the TV right. Like this this happened with CBS a couple of years ago because CBS was even trying to hardball. I say a couple of years ago. This was a few years ago. And they were like, well, when we get to the negotiating table, we're just not sure if we want to do what we've been doing and we want to change things around a little bit. And Augusta was like, then we just won't televise it. How about that? Mm. And they were like, uh, they said, yeah, we don't care if you cover it on television or not. We're having the Masters and people will show up and we will play and we'll have a good time. So it's your call. You decide. So needless to say, now you know that's why the broadcasters are held to such a higher standard. He also said the word body bags for trouble spots on the course. And uh, I do find the last line pretty funny. It says, ironically, it was McCord's master broadcasting career that died that day and got put in a body bag. (laughs) Put him in a body bag. (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. So cell phones, cell phones are obviously a big no, no out there. Huge. And there's two good examples of people getting in trouble with cell phones. Um, Charlie Reimer. We all know Charlie from the golf channel. Uh, and this isn't even to me, this is wild. This isn't even that bad, but, um, I guess slap on the hand, they don't want you. I mean, you can't even, you can't have it. Once you step onto the grounds, you can't Mm -hmm. have it. Even if you're nowhere near the course, Charlie was not even near the course. He was in the media center. He Mm -hmm. stepped out of the media center to take a call immediately swarmed. They throw him out. He apologized. He was able to come back the next day. But I mean, like, there must just be just an infinite infinity cameras everywhere. Just hella cameras everywhere. 
and security staff like watching uh 24 7 because i mean to step out like why do you even have a security camera on the media tent like the media center like who cares but uh as soon as he steps out that they swarm him and then another one is ian poulter and graham mcdowell they didn't have any anything big but they took a video from the locker room, posted on Twitter, and like I, that's another thing. They must have a uh, social media team. Uh, as soon as they see it, they they notify them. Hey, take it down immediately. Uh, they do it, and obviously get a slap on the wrist. And then, but heck, Ian Poulter posted another one. Uh, it looks like on number ten, walking down the fairway, he to- posted a selfie. Uh, it's years later. Up. Yeah, it's still up though. It's still uh, on his it social is. It's media. Still- so. I will say this, this is dumb. And I understand when they first, I, when I understand when they first came out, when they first came out with it, cell phones have been a problem. You know, as well as I do, you've had those people in church that the cell phone's gone off. uh, People that when you've been in business presentation, cell phone goes off. Now, hardly anybody that's under the age of 50 has their cell phone where it rings. It usually is. They just got it on silent and they keep it in their pocket. Yep. They're going to feel it buzzing anyway. So I don't, I don't like the fact it's not that I, I, the players having it on the course is one thing because that's pretty much a rule anyway, like especially during tournament in practice rounds, it's not, but in tournament play, they can't use their cell phone anyway. So it is what it is with the players. Plus they're getting the opportunity to play Augusta national. So, you know what? I don't give a damn if they have their phone or not. Um, however, for us fans, that was one of the issues that we had because this was just a few years ago. And, Kyle, we looked around because we've been using these things so much. We didn't have a camera to take with us to Augusta to take pictures. Like, we had to bum a camera from somebody because I wasn't going to go buy a $500 nice camera to go out there and take pictures. I carried so mine. I had a rumble so neck. I, looked like I a didn't goober. have one. I, I didn't have look. one. I didn't have a camera. Like we didn't have one. So we had like, so, and then the, my roommate at the time, he and his wife, she didn't, they didn't have a camera either. That's way so more a, obnoxious than a cell phone. Yes. And that's the thing. The cameras make the clicking noise and all that. Like if they, here's the thing, take one year. That's all you got to do. Take one year. And the people that don't have their cell phone on silent that are making noise on the course, gone. Kill that's them. It. Shoot you're them. Out. Shoot. You're, you, well, I, I, I agree, too. That. I think it should be a death penalty. <laughs> I think it should be a de- immediate death penalty. If you have your phone on loud, the sniper should just take you out right there. Take, <laughs> take, them, take them to Amen Corner and let them pray that they survive the shot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Throw them in Ray's Creek. Uh, yeah, it's it, that's just – it's something now where you rarely see people have a, anything that's got any sound that makes any noise, and – I. I mean, I, it's just a, it's that old man mentality. Now yeah. it's gotten to it that is. point. I get it back when they had the Nokia, the bricks that didn't have a silent feature that were ring. I get it. Tell people you can't bring a cell phone out here because somebody's yep. going to call you or you're going to try to call someone and say, I'm watching Tiger Woods right now. But at this point now in 2022, let's relax it a little bit and at least say you got it. Cause some turn, some tournaments have. Uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, the tour championship was no phones. And then two or three years ago, it was like phones can be on silent. If And they do that rule. If you get caught they with your phone you, not on silent, you. they don't kill you and shoot you, but you do lose your ticket and you get kicked out of the tournament. So um, that's... I vote death penalty personally. But, <laughs> but anyway. All right. The last you're two. Just, you're, just gonna... shooting for, you're just shooting for a place on the board at Augusta. That's all you're doing. Exactly. I agree, Augusta. 
blow blow them away. Not so Gary Player. These both involve Gary Player. Okay, uh, the first one is probably it's the most recent, and it's probably one of the more well known ones. And um, I it, it was just the talk of the, it was the talk of the twenty twenty one. Uh, turn. I guess this was, yeah, this was last year. Um, mm-hmm. his son, uh, his son, uh, Wayne, uh, oh, by the way, parent, looks about as old as Gary, by the way. Yeah. If for, he is a part owner or in, he is, um, part designer, investor or something in this, uh, Encore. Um, I think it's called Encore. Yeah. It's um, a division of the Black Knight brand. It's part of Gary's brand. Yeah, so it's Gary's ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Encore Golf. They have a ball called the Vero X1. It's one of those direct to consumer type balls that is supposed to play uh, perform just like a Pro V1. And there's a lot of the good ones out there that do that. But mm-hmm. whenever they were doing the, um, whenever they're doing the ceremonial first shot, uh, tee shot, you can see him. He's like he's like laughing, giggling, but he's holding up the uh a sleeve of balls with the logo at it so it's all over the t all over tv yeah. and uh they threw his butt out forever they threw him out forever uh inappropriate product placement lifetime ban yep. um with this being yeah. said with that done so, uh, with, with the with with that being done with him and i know this was this went a whole lot further than this i mean the fact that he's holding it over the shoulder of lee elder they're trying to make sure that they uh they recognize lee elder for being yeah. an african-american being involved in, so it, it really it kind of stepped on his honor a little bit so yeah. i get i get that but with it being said and i know that they talk about you know they say he can always join john daly in the hooters parking lot down the street did they have to clear your sponsors before you're allowed to be on the course i don't know that's a good I bet question they do and the reason I say that is because when you see the amateurs play, they're usually just wearing master stuff. Yeah. Like they're not, they're wearing well, like stuff from the pro shop that you and I would well, wear. Amateurs can't have sponsors. No, they well, can't. Well. But like, even they can't even wear, they can't even wear their Auburn university player can't wear his Auburn university hat that may have Tyler's written on the back or under armor on the side. Like he, they can't wear any of that. They can't even wear their collegiate gear. Like they can wear like just, a, I they can wear like a collegiate shirt, like they can have an AU shirt on, but it can't say like if AU sponsored by Ping, it can't have Ping on the sleeve. It could just have the AU logo. That's it. So I wonder if they have to pre-approve that stuff. Because see, Auburn does wear stuff that has product placement on. I mean, their hats, their uh, their shirts, their bags. I mean, they got the Titleist bags that are those those pimp. I don't think uh, those, product they placement. The they got those Ping bags that those pimp who for light bags. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, this is a dude trying to snag uh this is not, i don't think oh, this I know. Is, has anything to do with it's just a dude trying to take an opportunity that to get his... yeah but they said it was not they did say that it was not pre-approved like i think they i think they legit have to pre-approve your sponsorships that may be the case but like i don't think this had anything to do with no. like his punishment no. has nothing to do with using something no. that was not pre-approved yeah um, his punishment is the fact that he pulled it out on the tee box and just yeah. held it like held that it pose there. if you if you pull up this article at golfdigest.com, it's got a picture of him doing He held it there for a good probably 30 seconds, like acting like he was visiting with everybody and joking with everybody, but he yeah. never brought the box of balls down below his waist. 
Yep. No, it was clear, uh, very obvious. I mean, he faced it. It's like, like, like Gary probably plays those balls. Like he probably yeah, he plays does. those balls, but um, yeah, you can't do that. He yeah. couldn't be. Do, he couldn't hold Titleist there either. Titleist or the way right. he was doing. It was right. what he was doing that was that right. was bad. And then the last one uh, involving Gary Player. This is the one that bothers me the most. This this bothers me um, because of the Tiger fan- too. By the way, do what? It's almost got Tiger too. Yeah, the fanfare and whatnot that comes along with winning the green jacket. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. There's not many out there. You're supposed to – you can take it home for the first year, and then you have to bring it back, and it goes in your locker, and you don't get to wear it until you come back to Augustus. Like, you don't mm-hmm. get to go flex, uh, wear it out to eat. You don't get to wear it any other time. Well, Gary took his home after year two. Um he took his home after year two, and Clifford Roberts called him and said, hey, uh, you need to bring your jacket back. Well, Gary lives in South Africa at the time, and he's like – he basically told him, why don't you come and fetch it? Uh, and then they ended up having a compromise, and Gary had to keep it in his closet, whether he did that or not. or But he said he had to keep it in his closet with plastic over it. So – uh, if if that's the case, I'm sure he you know, did during that time in 1962. He probably did. Yeah, we've seen that, Tiger eat at his restaurant after he won. He had it on. Yeah, the winner gets to have it for what is it? Two weeks, I think. I think I it's two it was, weeks, and then they have to return it because they get to make the the press tour because they're always. I thought you had it for a full year. I thought you kept it until you come oh, back. Oh, you get it the full year. I think you keep oh, it for a full year you to, until you come you back. And then you have to leave it there when you come back. Yes. I think- after that, it has to be. It has to be there. I will say this, and this is not on the list. And it's funny because the picture that is brought up, which I know, you know, on the podcast, we're not doing my favors talking about this, but it's it's Jack, it's Arnold Palmer uh, donning the jacket over uh, um, Gary Player, and Arnold and Jack at one point in time didn't have their own jacket because they didn't have the right size for them. Uh, so they literally, when they would do presentations, they were borrowing somebody else's jacket in order to do the presentation. And Jack is the one that lasted the longest. Cause I think it went quite, he tells the story better than ever. We need to bring this up and talk about it next week where after like 10 or 12 years, somebody said something about him doing some sort of presentation at the club. And he goes, well, is anybody ever going to get me my own jacket? And they were like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I've just been borrowing it was a guy that passed away. He was like, oh, wow. He's like, I've just oh, been borrowing his jacket. I've just been going in the closet and grabbing his every year to go to like the dinner and stuff like that. Jack Nicholas didn't even have his own jacket. <laughs> no. <Wow. laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, speaking of green jackets and greens, uh, yes. you guys need to check out Athletic Greens. Um, tons of people try to take vitamins every day, you know. But it's important to choose one that's top quality. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and those adaptogens to start your day right. The special blend. Delicious scoop. The special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recover, focus, and aging, even aging. Ben, just kidding. Uh, 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 yeah, I, reclaim- <laughs> I need it. I'm, I'm hurting after that round of golf the other day. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs 
with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Uh, I think that that's a fun article to read. Uh, Basically, if if you're going to Augusta, don't get in trouble with the phone. Don't try to take a pine cone. Don't try to take pine straw. Don't try to get grass. Don't try to get sand. Just enjoy looking at it and just let it be. Don't even I dare you to try it. to find a pine cone. Don't sell your tickets. Don't try to scalp your tickets because they will find you and they will ruin your life if, if they catch you, especially if you're trying to gouge gouge the price uh, to a point where um, it's uh, it sends off, you know, sends off sirens. Exactly. Stay away from that. Uh, go just enjoy being disconnected. Go be disconnected for eight hours. Get there early. Enjoy walk the course. Enjoy oh. being disconnected from the world for eight hours. It's like you're in, walking to another dimension that just doesn't even seem real. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Soak it in. Don't worry about all this. You know, I will tell you my experience. Selfie, uh, we went on. We went on a Wednesday. Yep. Don't go to par three contests. Nobody's uh, on the it course. Is, it's perfect. It, it is a perfect time to walk the course. We got to cheat a little bit because a volunteer let us in the ropes, and we got to walk down a couple of holes, which was absolutely amazing. And it also gives you a brand new – when you hear about how tough it is to walk Augusta, I can tell you it's even tougher after about 16 beers and about 14 hours on the grounds. Uh, it's even tougher to walk at the end of the day. And uh, 16 beers cost you about $12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was not – like I spent less than $100 on alcohol, and I spent well over 1200 on gear. So <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. It's, uh, uh, it didn't, all, food all day and beer cost me less than 100 bucks for literally 14 hours of being on the grounds. And yet amazing. I went – I spent five minutes in the clubhouse and spent $1,200. Exactly. And the cool thing, like <laughs> – if you if you know about this ahead of time it's so awesome go get your gear first go get your gear and then it's just like disney world you have a check-in counter so like you go get your gear you check your gear in that you bought they keep it safe for you you don't have to carry bags around all day you go enjoy it when you leave hopefully you didn't have enough uh, too many drinks where you forget about the twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff you bought yeah you ain't getting back in to get it it's it's gone uh, you, you go check your uh, stuff out right as you walk out. It's perfect. It's the like gate unbelievable. Off of, the gate off of hole number nine. As soon as you go in the entrance, if you have your cell phone, you're able to check it right there. There is a pro shop right there inside mm-hmm. the gate. Go in immediately, buy your stuff, walk right back out to your car, put it in the trunk of your car. And then that way at the end of the day, one, well, not only will you not forget it, number two, you won't have to wait in line for two hours with everybody that's still getting their bags at the end of the day. I'm a big proponent of the lower entrance down by 16. That's, uh, that's, I, that, that is the way to go. Uh, we went on a Monday practice round. So I all the stuff hadn't been picked through yet. We got the best uh, awesome yeah. gift shop right down there, kind of back on the backside of the property. Then you walk out into 16, like an arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was walk, we were walking to, the course and we heard a heard a roar as we, we mm-hmm. didn't quite get there and Rory had hit a hole in one on 16 in the practice oh, wow. round and we missed it that's so awesome. uh but yeah it was it's great it's beautiful enjoy it uh, I think that's the safe. same one I think because nine and 16 I think the t-box nine backs up to mm-hmm. the green of 15 slash t-box to 16 
I'm pretty sure that's the same because when we went in, there was a gift shop right there. Then there was the bathrooms right here. And then as soon as you crossed, through, walk through the walkway, if you went left, you could go to 16 T box, 15 green or nine T box and fairway was right there. That's way up there though. Nine's way up there. You probably, you probably, it probably had a sign that pointed you that way. Maybe so. six, six and 16 are right beside each other. And then nine's a little bit further up, but I, I okay. guarantee you, it, 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 it may have been six. Then I was, I was drunk. It may have been six. Yeah, I was not drunk. Probably was. It was probably six. <laughs> I bet it was. It six. was probably, yeah. It was. That's my. That's my but dyslexia anyway, coming in right there. No, I will I've, say this. So we don't have to spend a whole uh, episode on it next week. I found it. It was six years, and he had to wear Tom Dewey, who passed away in 1971, because the jacket they presented him with, Jack Nicholas, when he won was a 46 long and he is a 42 regular. So he was wow. like, it fit like an overcoat. They said they would get it tailored. They didn't. Six years later is when they asked him, they said, you need to go get your jacket. And he said, I don't have one. And they said, what do you mean? He says, I just kept putting on Tom Dewey since 1971. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so he went without jacket. a jacket. Come on, get Jack a jacket. <laughs> Guys, awesome, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, episode 158. Happy Friday. Yeah. A couple of days, and it's Masters Week. We're going to have some fun content for Masters Week, some, maybe some yes. fun videos, social posts, stuff like that. We're going to have a blast. Greatest week of the year. Uh, tonight's episode and every episode is brought to you by Bet Online. And we will catch you back on Monday. This is the Dad by Golf Pod, and we're always, always drunken. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.